Welcome to this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. My name is Jared Boomer, and today I am reviewing the Cameron Crowe film Aloha. Now, where do I even begin with this movie? First off, I will tell you, I was not a huge fan of this movie, so that's probably going to sway this review a little bit negative, but I think maybe once you hear the reasons why I didn't like it, you may side with me as well. So basically, what happens in Aloha is Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone have to work together. They are with NASA, and they are on the island of, you know, island in Hawaii. And you're not really sure where in Hawaii, but you can tell it's Hawaii. They're in Hawaii, and they have to work together, and they don't really like each other at first. And then you have Rachel McAdams, who Bradley Cooper used to date and dated for a, a pretty long time as well. And then John Krasinski, who is Rachel McAdams' wife currently. And then you also have Alec Baldwin in this movie, and Bill Murray even shows up for a little bit. So you think with that cast... All those names, all that star power, that this movie would be decent. But it's really not. It's it's really not that good at all. It's one of Cameron Crowe's worst movies. Um, as I said, Bradley Cooper has to work with Emma Stone um, after he's assigned to oversee the launch of a weapons satellite from Hawaii. That's basically why they have to work together. But that's really um, about all that happens. And with that, you can't really make an hour and 45 minutes off of that little amount of plot, which is one issue that I had with this movie. The story was all over the place. Like, there was so much stuff happening that it didn't all make sense, and a lot of it didn't even connect with other things in the story, which was one of my problems with this movie, is that the story was going so many directions at once that you didn't really know what was happening. And maybe if Cameron Crowe had made a longer movie, you would be able to tie up some of these loose ends. But there's a lot of inconsistencies in this film, and you don't know why certain things happen or why parts of the movie are happening. Also, another issue with this movie is it doesn't know what genre of movie it wants to be. It kind of starts out as a romantic drama, then it has some comedy elements to it. There's a kind of a sort of action science fiction sequence in the end of the movie that is just really confusing, and then it goes back to being a drama for a few minutes and ends on a romantic note. So it's really all over the place with this with its genres as far as what it's trying to accomplish. This movie also isn't edited very well, which is one problem with it again with the stories it just jumps from scene to scene in different locations and there's not really consistency you don't know how the characters got to where they were like they might be on a plane at one point because Emma Stone is a fighter pilot and then they might be on the ground getting coffee the very next scene or they might be in somebody's house the next scene and obviously movies have to take liberty they can't show you everything that happens with the characters as they go on and on because there's not enough time But still, a little bit better editing job would have been nice, or some scenes in the middle to kind of transition between, hey, we're flying a plane, and now we're eating dinner. You know, why did we fly the plane? What happened because of that? What were we trying to accomplish? Why are we now eating dinner together? Um, You know, all that kind of stuff is just really, it's not edited very well, and it's super random. And what it feels like is it feels to me that Cameron Crowe didn't really make an outline before he wrote the script. Um, In all of my writing classes, and I'm sure writing classes that you were in in college or high school or whatever the case may be, but in all of mine that I took throughout 
you know, my life, they would tell you make an outline before you start on the paper because it's going to make the paper a lot easier to know which direction you want to go with it if you have an outline. That way it's just not random ideas to all hash together. Well, it doesn't seem like Cameron Crowe followed that uh, formula for this movie because it is just a lot of random ideas all hashed together, not really having any, you know, order to them or point. And then he's like, okay, we're at an hour and 40 minutes. We need to wrap this sucker up. And he just tries to tie it all together and still doesn't do a very good job of doing that as well. But the worst thing about this movie and the thing that I have the biggest issue with is that there was no chemistry between the characters. Emma Stone and Bradley Cooper have no chemistry whatsoever. You don't care for them at all. They don't light up the screen. It's not good. It's awkward to watch them on the screen together. It just doesn't work between those two, at least not in this movie, in this setting, and with these actors and this director. I'm not trying to bash Bradley Cooper because he is one of the best actors that we have right now as far as some of the projects that he's worked on recently. He's really starting to come up in that acting realm with his Academy Award nominations. And then you have Emma Stone, who has done a lot of decent films as well, And so they just don't work well together in this movie. There's really no chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone. And there's no chemistry between Rachel McAdams and John Krasinski either. And they're married and they're supposed to have a family. And there's a little bit of a reason behind that in the film because John Krasinski plays more of a detached character. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. He just uses a lot of head nods and gestures and things to get his point across. So I can kind of see it a little bit more with that because they're already supposed to not have as much chemistry as maybe Bradley and Emma are supposed to have. But still, it's not portrayed well on screen and you just feel disconnected to the characters. Really, the only two characters that have chemistry, when Bradley Cooper and Rachel McAdams had scenes together, I felt something in those scenes. I thought that those were really well done scenes. Granted, they only have about three or four scenes together, though. If they had expanded on that story a little bit, I would have been more interested in this movie because that's really where all the chemistry in this film came from. And when they were on screen together, they did a nice job of actually portraying that they liked each other. Um, That's mainly a part of this movie is that Bradley Cooper was this was his old flame. He still kind of has feelings for um, and so that was portrayed well on screen. But the rest of the characters really didn't have any chemistry. So again, a lot of great star power in this movie, but it doesn't really deliver at all. And that could be related to a few things on the movie. Mainly what happened with this film is that it was supposed to come out a long time ago, and it was started in 2008. Production started on it in 2008. It was filmed in 2013 and was supposed to be released in 2014 on Christmas Day, which is why the movie is set during Christmas and during the holidays, which you'll realize if you go see this film, you're like, why am I watching a film that came out in May that's set during the holidays? But that's the reason why. And then if you've read some articles about this film, maybe. You could see that this had some trouble in production and post-production as well. And actually what contributed to this information coming out 
is WikiLeaks actually got all that information from Sony when they were hacked. And one of the things that was in there was some emails that were going back and forth between Amy Pascal and some other people. And Amy Pascal was a film producer and she was also the chairperson of the motion picture group of Sony until 2015 when she says she got fired. Sony says she resigned. There's a whole big issue there. Now she's trying to start her own production company. Um, But mainly she said in an email about this film that was got from WikiLeaks, she said, score same as last time and way worse in New York. It's a wrap. There's no more to do. Cameron never really changed anything. The satellite makes no sense. The gate makes no sense. I'm never starting a movie again when the script is ridiculous and we all know it. I don't care how much I love the director and the actors. It never, not even once, ever works. As much as I want movies, this is way worse. At least the marketing departments at both studios have something to sell that looks big and glossy. We have this movie in for a lot of dough and we better look at that. Scott, meaning Scott Rudin, didn't once go to the set or help us in the editing room or fix the script. So Amy had some pretty strong opinions about this movie and wasn't very happy with the end result. Now, Scott Rudin was supposed to help produce this movie, and he is has the credit as producer on the film, and he's done a lot of good movies. He's been behind some of the, the good movies that have come out in the past couple of years. Captain Phillips, Inside Woman Davis, The Grand Budapest Hotel. He's um, backing the new Steve Jobs movie that's coming out this year. He did, helped with Moneyball, True Grit, Social Network, all that kind of stuff. But this movie didn't help very much on, and that was one of Amy's frustrations, and I think those frustrations boiled over, and that is the end result that you see on the screen. So overall, this movie is not very good. In my opinion, it has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 42% audience score, which is a little bit better. Um, it has a cinema score of B-, minus, which is pretty low um, for a cinema score. And overall, I just was not a huge fan of this movie. So I'm going to give this movie a D plus. And the reason it gets a little bit of a rating is because, as with most Cameron Crowe movies, there's a very good soundtrack that accompanies this film. And it really kind of makes you, the music that he selected for this makes you feel like you're in Hawaii and it gets the Hawaiian undertones and it captures that very well. And also those scenes I talked about with Bradley Cooper and Rachel McAdams were interesting to watch. There was a lot of chemistry in those scenes, but the rest of the movie fell flat. And I think John Krasinski did a pretty good job pulling off his part as well because it was a little bit of a different role for him. He's more of a comedic type of actor, and this is a drama type film, and he does a nice job of pulling off his character even when he doesn't have very many lines to go off of. It's more of facial expressions, gestures, things like that. So I thought he did a nice job as far as acting in this movie, but overall, I give this movie a D+. As a reminder, you can find the Silver Screen Podcast on iTunes. Just search for us in the iTunes podcast area, and you'll be able to find the show there. You can also like us on Facebook. Just search the Silver Screen Podcast. And on Twitter, at the SS Podcast. New episodes are published there first. Next time on the Silver Screen Podcast, a lot of big movies coming out this weekend. You have the Entourage movie, which I may go see, even though I've never watched the TV show, so I may stray away from that one, just because I don't want to review it, not having known the TV show and give it an opinion one way or the other without having some background there. We also have Spy that's coming out that has very good early reviews that stars Melissa McCarthy, Jason Statham, and also Jude Law. The new Insidious movie, Chapter 3, is coming out. And also Love and Mercy, which is about Brian Wilson and has Paul Dano, Paul Giamatti, Elizabeth Banks, and John Cusack in it which is supposed to be very good, and it could also get some buzz going forward for the Oscars, depending on how good of a movie that it is. So 
Next time on the Silver Screen Podcast, probably either Love and Mercy, the new film about the Beach Boys' Brian Wilson, or Spy, which stars Melissa McCarthy and is a comedy action film that is supposed to be very funny. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Again, you can follow us on Twitter and also like us on Facebook. Connect with us there and get updates about films and what is going on and all the episodes up there as well. You can also check out silverscreenpodcast.libsyn.com. Libsyn.com. Every episode all the way back to the beginning is posted up there. My name is Jared Boomer, and thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast.